Hello, sci-fi fans. This is Lori Holden from The Walking Dead and The X-Files, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now your hosts, Scott and Miles. Your table is ready. Long this is the capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Scott Herzog here with the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, and we're bringing you a special episode here today because we're talking, we're talking with two wonderful people uh, who were at uh, something called Infect Scranton that we're going to find out just a little bit more about in just a second. With me in the line is Jay Smith. Welcome, Jay, to the show. Hey, Scott. Yeah, and Jay, you would have known him. If you listen to HG World, uh, he is kind of the force behind this podcast, and and uh, and if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Stop this podcast. Go listen to it because it's an awesome zombie podcast, a survival podcast. Great show. Another person that is kind of associated with that but has done tons of other voice work as well, and that is M is with us. Welcome to the show, M. Hello. Yeah, and you will recognize her voice from the intro of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast because that's her voice. So, yeah, so it's, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome to have both of you here. Uh, we've been working for a long time to make our discussion of this whole event happen. Um, I, think it's, I think it started back, I, you contacted me, Jay, I think at the end of October and kind of set a date up and then my father died. And then, uh, then I don't know, one crisis after another. But here we are now, it's March, it's a half year after the event that we kind of have under our belt, and uh, we're kind of beginning to look forward to Infect Scranton this year. Uh, tell us, guess, a little bit about Infect Scranton. I mean, what, what is what is this like? What is this con about? Well, the event was so awesome that even six months later, we can still talk about it. <laughs> That's pretty oh, awesome. Absolutely. So, so uh, it, tell me about Infect Scranton. Uh, Infect Scranton was a, a unique opportunity for us as a, a, a zombie audio drama series uh, to reach out to, to people who are fans of the genre, but who aren't necessarily uh, aware of podcasting or even that audio drama was a, still a medium. So when the opportunity came about, I asked several of the cast members who live between Washington, D.C. and Boston if they want to spend the day and uh, – preach uh, the goodness of HG World to to the masses, and a good number of them agreed. So I got in touch with the, the convention runner, Shannon, and she single-handedly organized this event and reached out and networked to uh, public figures in Scranton and private businesses, got a bunch of money together, and just had this weekend celebration of the zombie phenomenon. So it was it was the most electric and fantastic atmosphere I've I've. Uh, experience at a convention uh, in, I think, since I was a teenager. So we were really excited about meeting uh, the people who were 
there at the ground floor when George Romero was was producing his first zombie movies to the fantastic cast of The Walking Dead uh, and just sharing that vibe, that 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 love of uh, dead things coming back to life and eating other things. So uh, it was a great experience. M uh, was one of our interviewers. Uh, she and Tracy, Tracy Hall, were able to go through and meet some of these people. And uh, I actually kind of shied away because I had I was kind of um, I had a fan moment where all of these people I grew up with who were in these films are right there and they're being so cool to us. And I'm just not worthy to talk, can't speak. But M was able to go out with with Tracy and get some great interviews. Well, I want to asterisk that I held the recorder um, because (laughs) Tracy was immense. She was on fire. And um, so I was more the I was I was the key grip. Um, I did ask a couple of questions, but she was just on rapid fire. She was in full fan mode, but she was able to contain herself because I was I'm still kind of new to the zombie world. My first really foray into it was being involved with HG World. And um, so I just started learning about all these people. And I, I had as soon as they started talking, I had that moment of, oh, my God, you're famous. And <laughs> It just went downhill from there. But I held that microphone like a champ. <laughs> they, they were very accessible too. They were they were really willing to talk about their so acting kind. career. It was so it was great kind. because you know we go to these conventions and I think Scott, you and I talked about this a couple times at at like Balticon or Philcon, where it, it almost seems like when we go to these conventions, we're talking to other podcasters. And we're, mm. our audience are, are people who are either also doing podcasts or people who are interested in podcasting. This was an event where families came out, uh, just moms and dads in zombie makeup, but they're pushing toddlers in zombie makeup and strollers and oh guys God. in military fatigues. So <laughs> oh, we're so and, and we set up a table there. And what was great was Mike Stokes, our engineer, had a laptop and, and one of his, his microphones. And people just sat down and gave us their best zombie noises in exchange for cookies or DVDs of the show. And they just had a great time. So, you know, zombie screeches, screams, and, well, the screams were great until the cops told us not to, to do that anymore. But the rest of it was awesome. <laughs> and it, you know, But it got a lot of attention. We met a lot of great people, too. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that we probably should establish here is we have, and we're going to have to to remedy this sometime, but Jay Smith, we've never had you on to talk about HD World on our podcast. It may be uh, helpful for our listeners who are kind of tuning into this to find out a little bit about HD World itself. Well, until that time, they can go to goodmorningsurvivors.com and get an idea of our show and give it a listen. Yeah. And I, uh, uh, we've had, uh, you know, was it Todd Rage on? So he's talked a little bit about it, but. Yeah, yeah. So, Keith the Canado. He yeah. was also at the convention, had a great time. And we'll be chatting with him Tuesday on our uh, what is sci what is science fiction podcast. So he'll be very on. cool. Um so uh so very accessible and uh how did so you, you kind of worked through these interviews, um how how did this all kind of transpire? Were you like in the in like one room jumping from table to table to table? Was the interviews all done at one time? I mean, how did this so work? They- they kind of set us up in the lunchroom of this high school, which if you're going to throw a zombie con and put up all this, you know, there's a Humvee in the front and people are grilling and it looks like you're all trying to survive a zombie apocalypse. That looked, that was amazing to do it in a high school. So I, I was, th- it was very cool. 
So in the lunchroom, all these tables were set up with vendors and with all of the talent. And we, Tracy and I, just made our way from table to table to table. And we asked them, hey, we're tell them what we were doing. Do you mind giving us a few minutes? And some folks were really, really obliging and gave us like 20 minutes or wanted to come back. Hey, can we talk later? Um, some folks were kind of on a time limit, um, which was okay because there was there were people queuing up and we didn't want to hog uh, their time. Um, some people were with their parents. Um, some of the stars are the younger ones from The Walking Dead. And we definitely cleared it with them. And their parents were great. When they, when we told them what we were doing, they were wonderful. They talked about everything and anything. And, and they were just so welcoming. And they, they, it wasn't just with us. It's with everybody, with the fans and with the people who are working there. They were just really pleased to be part of it and gracious. And that's just immense. I, 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 I'm grateful that they were that accommodating. As far as the convention goes, you mentioned that it was the, the, the stars here being very accessible. Um, sometimes at conventions, there's, there's, this, there's this distance between the stars and the fans. But it's, it sounds like from what you're saying that, that, that these, 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 these stars came expecting to kind of rub shoulders with the fans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Jim Crute gave me the biggest hug. He's so cuddly. Um, he was just <laughs> lovely. I think Sharon, uh, Sharon Ciotti, uh, also from, um, oh, my God, Dawn of the Dead, she also gave us big hugs. And then the dude, uh, the, the machete, machete Leonard zombie. Lies. Leonard, Leonard they, Lies. Yes, he was a, he was a little cuddlier than normal, um, but hey, it happens. People are friendly. Um, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Everyone was just so nice. Was just so nice. It was great. I will point out that I am almost positive uh, Irony Singleton was there, and he was probably one of the higher listers. He was in the main cast of The Walking Dead, and he was walking around and shaking hands and and getting to know people's names. And I know at this point we can look back and go, he had to know. His, the fate of his character at that moment. He couldn't say a thing. And he was just pimping the <laughs> Wait, hell out of the show. Some of us haven't, we're not, some of us aren't caught up yet. Well, I'm How not far saying what that face is. <laughs> but, but we're talking like a half a season now. So if you're not, if you haven't caught up. I know, I know. If I haven't watched it by now, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, it's fine. It's, it's my own damn fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but, go ahead. Uh, it was, it's, it, talking with Irony was, it just it just made it a family kind of intimate convention. Like we're all there as fans of the genre, as opposed to we're all here to pay twenty bucks to get our photo taken with somebody. Uh, so so that just made it uh, much more interesting. And I know that most of the people who were guests at the con went to a bar crawl the night before with with the paying customers and and just mingled with people in the streets of Scranton. So you know it was very much uh, one of those conventions where there's no pretense and. Uh, the celebrities are on the same level as, as the paying customers, so it was a very, very cool experience. But in Scranton, of all places, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Now, was this the first year for it? Has had it been has it run before? This first was the first year. Yeah, so the and, inaugural year, and, and so for a first year run convention, it what was well run. I mean, how did how do you experience from the from the convention? I know you said the guests were accessible. How did the convention feel as far as it was run? As far as how, how well it was run, I guess. It, it was a, very apparent that they were still working out the kinks, but 
Um, I think they took a lot of the the bumps in the road more seriously or dire than I think everybody else did. Uh, clearly, the, this is this was one of their their first productions as far as a convention went. Right. And in terms, I've been to conventions where things nearly imploded, and they've been there for years. Uh, I think just for the leadership of this convention, it held everything together. They all had a common purpose and mission. So you got that sense that there was there was a, a definite drive and a passion to get it done right. And do you think people going there knowing it's the first year for it, maybe there's a little – there's also a little bit of forgiveness, I think, in that, that people come through and they say, well, you know, this is the first year for the convention. If it's not – if everything doesn't quite go the way I think it might or should, that's okay. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you have vendors and the vendors are paying for space and they're expecting a return on that investment. So you could tell that some of them – you know their their wares are a little bit more expensive than than ours, which were basically giveaways. So they would start r- rolling up the carpet and taking down the tent a little bit earlier. But for the most part, we were there, I think, and we were there later than the close, right? Oh yeah, I we closed it down. Yeah, and there were still people just milling around and having conversations. So it wasn't like, you know, people showed up and went, oh, that's it, they and bolting. We were there for all of Saturday, and it was there was electricity to the convention the entire time. Awesome. Now, is this even, a – go ahead. Even some of the talent hung around, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was very, very cool, and just kind of putted around, took pictures, and just really enjoyed it. I, it was it was, it was, was a really neat community feeling of we all dig this. We all know that, you know, we're all part of it, and, and we just want to enjoy it together. Awesome. So well, why don't we move into some of the interviews that you guys, uh, you guys landed, and we're going to do this in a couple different segments. We're going to start – I think with the Walking Dead stuff, and then maybe in a later episode, we'll release some of the other uh, segments. And what were the other segments we talked about? I kind of forget here now. Well, we've got the Walking Dead. We've got the George Romero classic films, uh, stars and and appearances. And then we have the authors, uh, several authors and investigators. Right. Very good. Uh, So we're going to start with the Walking Dead uh, stuff. So let's uh, there were what, five, six people from the Walking Dead cast there? Mm-mm, I think five. Five, um, okay. And um, let's just pick one and start talking about him, and then uh, and we'll let you p- pick one of them and start talking about him. And, uh, Jay, if you want to jump in, and then we'll kind of pause, and then we'll share the interview, and then we'll move into the next interview. Well, I'd like to start with Addie Miller because she was adorable. She was just made of, like, uh, like, bunnies and and peeps she's just the cutest little kid ever and then she was sitting at the table and we had a chat with her mom and behind her was this halloween stand-up doll that you can buy to decorate your house with and you turn it on and the eyes light up of her in character all mangled and she was she was just so cute and she really got into um really got into all the genre and and I loved particularly that she made the comment that the first time she saw herself in makeup, she almost Ralphed. <laughs> nice. And she used the word Ralph. So to me, she has endeared herself forever. <laughs> she was precious. That was a that was a fun chat. And she's she's just such a bright, smart kid. So I, I was enjoyable. And for those of you who don't know who Addie is, Addie's claim to fame in The Walking Dead is that she is the little girl in the bunny slippers, the very first episode that Rick, Rick Grimes has to put down. So much set, setting the tone for the rest of the series. Right. Nobody is safe. 
Um, is that, near, it, the, is that it, near the gas station at the beginning? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And her image is associated with the early season of the show. Uh, and, and if you once you see the picture, you'll know exactly who we're talking we'll about. We'll put it up on the website. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so the interview, the interview, well, and it's a short interview, right? It's a quick one. Um, the cast, there were there were cues for every table, so we didn't want to take up too much of everyone's time. But they were they were really gracious with their time. Very good. Well, without any further comment, here is the interview that M and who else was interviewing with you? Tracy Hall, my sister from another mister. All right. Yeah. And uh, so they, they uh, this is a part of the interview from Infect Scranton. And this is our interview with Addie Miller from Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, he's here. 
inside. He throws rocks at snakes, like, and then runs away, you know? Wow. Um, is there anything new you're doing now that you're working on? Or? I have Guy to Living Dead 2012 coming up. Okay. I'll be playing younger Barbara. Wow. Are you really? Yes. That's perfect casting. I know. I'm so excited for it. Have oh, you and in fact, I'm going to be in a scene with her. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. I know, I'm super excited. Yeah. So when is that coming out? Um, I still haven't filmed it yet, but sometime okay. next year. Wow. Wow. And is this, is this it, what you want to do for the rest of your life? Do you have... Well, I, forever and always I'll be acting. Yeah? You yeah. love it? Um, in this genre, I'm, I go from drama to comedy. Like, I'll do anything. Just throw it at me. Right. I'll try my best to do it. What's some other fun stuff you've done? I... That, like, it compares to this, or does it compare to Well, you mean, like, outside of acting, or... Yeah, like, what other... Like, anything in general? Yeah, like, what else do you love? I've been volunteering at a camp called Camp Royal, and it's for kids with autism. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, and I'll come back and Summer. I was supposed to be there for two weeks. I ended up staying for five. So what drew you to that? Yes, it was something real. Okay. This goes south, I know for sure I'm going to be doing right. it. So what drew you to this particular cause, the autism? Um, well, my little brother, he has autism. Okay. Well, both of mine. My, one of them just recently got diagnosed a few days ago. Okay. So, um, we found this support group and I started donating. And then they pulled me in for a meeting and told me about Camp Royal. And I'm like, okay, I'd like to go. I mean, right. go to counselor camp and at the green in. Yeah. I'm like, okay, throw me in the two, two weeks, I'll do it. And I ended up for another week. And I'll say, bye guys, I can't come back. I'm not there the next week. Then the next week. Yeah, actually, our author, our author's son has Asperger's, and it was because of him that the show came about because part of our show takes place in like a Home Depot type store. Oh, cool. And he was at Home Depot and his son said, this is the place to be for a zombie apocalypse. And that's how our show came Because like you crawl up the ladders and hide up yeah. on the top shelf. So this is our website if you ever, because that, and that's where the idea came from. Cool. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Definitely. The stories are really creepy. Very adult. Come on, check with your mom. Then again, you're in The Walking Dead. Right. Yeah. I clear with mom. Yeah. I've been reading all ghost stories, you know. Yeah. I've been reading. Well, this is more the people are scarier than the zombies in this show. Yeah. People do worse things. She's lost zombies. most of her family, and I'd say one of the zombie snipers. My oh. son, my husband. Very sad. Sorry to save them. Thanks a lot. I'll still check it out. Well, thank you cool. so thank much. You. you are wonderful. You are a doll. Thank you so much. And you have a doll. How creepy was it to see that in the store? Like, I was... coming out? Um, someone sent me the link to it, and then I'm like, no, that's not real. But it was like a very bittersweet moment. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. So uh, you, you met some other people from Walking Dead as well. Tell me about another person you had a chance to chat with from Walking Dead. In Deedly Doodly, um, we spoke to Madison Lintz, who... Um, she plays Sophia. Is that right, Jay? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, from The Walking Dead. She is also super sweet. Really uh, the most grown-up kid I've ever met. Really smart. Um, her dad apparently let her, as soon as she got the role, she was she sat down and watched a bunch of 
uh, of zombie movies, but with her dad by her side, which right. was kind of neat. I dig that. Uh, that's that was my takeaway from it that her folks were really into into it as well. Um, it's again, it's another quick one because there was a cue behind us and we didn't want to take up too much time. Really, really, just again, accommodating, funny. She had her little BFF there with her, who was, I think, a little bit bored because she didn't like zombies. But not everyone has to. It's I totally know. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and isn't isn't uh, the whole Sophie role? That's the one where in season two is kind of the hunt for Sophie, right? Is that the one? Yeah, that dragged on forever and ever. Yes, right. Yes. But um, <laughs> yeah, and then you see her come out at the barn. At the barn, it wasn't one of the very final episodes. Right? It was yeah. It was a very important, powerful moment for the series and a, a good turnaround. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're a fan of the comic book, you know this is kind of Walking Dead Earth Two. So none of the rules from the comic book apply. So that that was a big shocker for those of us who who are fans of the book. Right, right. And uh, and a great moment just when that happens. So mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, very good. Anything else about uh, about Madison? Uh, I think we should listen. Yeah, let's listen to what <laughs> she has to say in the interview. And uh, this is Madison Lintz from FX Granton, Walking Dead. Anything new right now? Um, 
Christmas Day and Billy Crystal movie is coming out. Nice. Called Parental Guidance with Bette Midler and Marissa Tomei. Oh wow. Nice. <laughs> um, and a movie called After just came out. Okay. It's a psychological thriller. It's out in select theaters. I'm not sure where, but um, I, I I saw the movie a couple weeks ago and it's really good. Oh, I'm really happy. About that's wonderful. How and do you find people are recognizing you all the time? Like, are you able to go to school? Are you able to go to... I'm able to go to school. Yeah. Like, at school, like, I go to a really, really small school. It's a homeschooling school, and it's three okay. days a week, and there's about 14 eighth graders in all. So they're Seven to eighth graders. Yeah. And, like, I don't talk about it. I don't, like, oh, yeah, I'm in the walk Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't do any that of that. that would make stuff. you the most popular girl in school if you yeah. there, right? Well, we had a couple other people that you chatted with also from Walking Dead. Uh, and pick out another one out of the uh, bucket of Walking Dead that you have. All right. It's a little squishy in there. Ew. It's <laughs> eyeball. Ooh, oh, hold on. Let me sh <laughs> shake my hands off here. Good thing I wear gloves. Um, Keisha Tillis, who just uh, a very, very, again, another. So I'm going to repeat myself a lot. Big yeah. cues to talk to everybody. Right. Really nice. Um, Keisha plays uh, Jenny Jones. Um, and she ends up, doesn't she become, a, she becomes a zombie and then her husband puts her down, right? No, actually, um, close. Uh, Keisha plays Jenny Jones, who is Morgan Jones' wife. And in the first episode, we run into uh, Morgan and his son, Dwayne, living in a house where they rescue Sheriff Grimes. And the, the, moral, proc, uh, the moral question is, can Morgan put his wife down? She's already become a zombie, and she haunts the house basically. Uh, it, it's it's uh, it informs Morgan's character. We don't see Morgan after that until this season, right? But she has a very very important role. I was going to say they go back to visit Morgan for a little bit this season. Yeah, yeah, kind of it's a, a very surprise very different kind of guy. Unfortunately, <laughs> we we don't get to to uh, see Keisha again. Um, but if you if you look at the photos from the convention. She is a, a very talented, very stunning woman, and it, it was great that she had some time to talk with us. Yeah, very good. I, she's and I've seen her kind of as a as a I've seen her on TV a couple times, and she's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And then when she, I looked at the table, they had the make of, of her uh, pictures of her in makeup. I, I was stunned. It was so well done, so well done. She's she's kind of new in the in the world. I'm looking at her IMDb, and I know I have seen her before. Um, and she's you, you'd recognize her, but it's very iconic that that picture of her, all you know, zombed up. Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. It's very interesting that the people who we're talking to, they don't have a, they don't have large roles within The Walking Dead, but but they have key roles. They are right. they are memorable zombies. I was gonna say iconic roles that they have moments where you're like, oh yes, like in Sophia's yeah. case, you knew who she was, and uh, even in Addie's case, that opening scene. Phenomenal. And this is just another one where it's the zombies where people have to make moral choices. You remember them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so, well, this is our interview with uh, Keisha Tillis. And uh, this is that pronouncing it right? Keisha Tillis? I hope so. Okay, yeah. We have so, <laughs> Sorry, uh, Keisha. Yeah, that's right. Uh, from Infectscreen. <laughs>
zombie fan before this show. for the zombie. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's me, it was just the circumstances surrounding, you know, the material was just off the way it was put together and it made me cry, guys. Right. So, yeah, how could you not? I, I mean, know. both characters, you and your husband. And the son, the little boy. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So, there you go. I'm a, I'm a fan of zombies now. Plus, right. I've seen a lot of zombies come in here. Like, dude, some of this makeup was, like, way off. Awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Now, was it the show there a particular movie that you were like, you had me a zombie? Like, was it something that really grabbed you, or was it really just getting involved with the show that brought no, you to it? to be honest, I never watched zombies. <laughs> never. In what? fact, I purposely did not watch anything zombie because I wanted to be original. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. How long did all of this take to do that to your beautiful face? Makeup? <laughs> Contact in my eyes, like practically all day. Were you ever tempted to leave the set like that just to see what would happen? Right, Dude, when I was filming one of these things, um, a, a, a lady and her daughter was walking on the opposite side of the street. Oh no. And it was just the way she looked like, what the? Because they knew that we would be filming in the area, but they were just captivated by right. all the zombies. Awesome. Yeah. Right. It's got to be disturbing. You come home from work and I see that. Right. Yeah, across the street in your neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that little girl had nightmares oh, yeah. today. Like I've never heard of that. Then you did your job well. That's, That's it. True. There yeah. you go. So do you have anything new you're working on? I've worked on a few things. And then um, the most, uh, I think, one that stands out the most at this time would be Locked Up Abroad. I was proud of that because I filmed in another country. Oh, wow. Where was that filmed? Yeah, that was filmed in the Philippines. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was that was awesome. I was over there for two weeks. Wow. Yeah. You're living it, right? Yeah. It was great. Did you ever think, like, yeah, I'm going to do show TV, I'm going to do some movie. I'm going to look like the dead. <laughs> Never. Uh, guys, honestly, I'm like, I'm the real me, the real me. Right. I'm like, put together. Right. And listen, when I auditioned for it, I didn't take it seriously. I did, guys. Yeah. I was like, this has like no lines. And like, for an actor, it's like, I ain't got no lines right. in this, man. What am I going to do? Right? Right. I went in there. I did that audition. Got a call and said, listen, you got the part. Yeah. It's your image, I think, that's one of the ones that stand out. Like when people talk about The Walking Dead and these images yeah, that about yeah. and, and I think a lot of that is because it was a part of the pilot episode, right. so, mm -hmm. the beginning of it, yeah. you know, the foundation. So obviously, you have to set the bar high, mm -hmm. and then we never let the bar down. Yeah. That's what I love about it, right. and it's growing and getting better and better and better. So I'm excited. And so is this one of the things you're most proud of? I am. Yeah. You know what? It's not necessarily the fact that I was a zombie and I was on the walking dead. That's all great, but it's because of the fans and the I've met and the love that I've received from everybody.
Okay, M and J, tell us a little bit about, uh, we have two more characters to walk through from Walking Dead, no pun intended there, or maybe pun intended. Uh, uh, Take take a pick. Take a pick. Take a pick. Um, I don't know. J, uh, J, pick a left hand or right hand? Left hand. Jeremy Ambler. So let's chat chat about Jeremy Ambler, who is just, he's like a slow glass of whiskey that's just smooth and lovely. He was so much fun to talk to. I could talk, I could have talked to him for an hour. Okay. He was just precious. (laughs) So, so tell me about how is, how does he fit in with the whole, um, Walking Dead, uh, series? Well, in in Walking Dead, he's more of a, one of those visuals uh, touchstones within the show. Uh, his character doesn't have a whole lot to do because he's already dead. His job is to eat you. But when you see him, it, he definitely stands out. Uh, and he's also a more interesting aspect of him is that he's a good character actor. He's appeared in a lot of different shows. He's uh, he's been in The Walking Dead. He's going to be in the remake of Night of the Living Dead, twenty twelve. He was in uh, the film adaptation of Cormac McCarthy's *The Road* uh, and *The Crazies*, which is another Romero redo. Uh, so he's a he's an up and coming character actor, and I think being a character actor helps you with being a zombie because zombies is just a little bit more than than prosthetics and lurching. There's there there's a character to be built nonverbal or yeah nonverbally, and Jeremy does an excellent job in the few minutes you see him on screen. Right. So how was it chatting with Jeremy then? Am? It was great. He um, he just he kind of opened up about. He gave us a little bit about how he got picked for the role and how he got involved with the, with all of it. And he's he's just an easygoing guy. I think he pretty much, if I remember correctly, he when it when this opportunity came along, he's like, sure, you know, why not? And he just jumped in and loved every second of it. And I'm 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 not to the point. I'm still just I'm a newbie to the. Walking Dead world, so I don't know how how much you see him, um, but I I was impressed with what I did see because you can't. It's really hard to communicate non-verbally. It's really really hard. It is one of especially as an actor to emote something, and then you have to emote being dead, and then you have to be right. scary, and you have to be <laughs> you know. There's there's there was there's just a lot to it, and it's not an easy gig. And I, I was really really impressed with him. Very good. Well, here's our interview with Jeremy Ambler from Walking Dead and many other things that he has in his IMDb page. Makeup chair. I didn't really know what that what I was gonna look like. Right. You know? So, you know, as I'm sitting there for two and a half hours, I just see them just apply these pieces on. And by the time I'm, I'm done, I'm like I'm floored because it's like, whoa, you know. And then once you get the teeth and you get the contact lenses right. in there too, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's a whole different experience. Have you given yourself nightmares? No. <laughs> because no. I think you have probably given many people nightmares. I'm sure I have. I'm sure I have. Yeah. And were you a zombie fan before this, or was this yeah. kind of like an entry? Yeah, I was a zombie. 
fan. I grew up on Night of the Living Dead, oh, yeah? which, which even though it was black and white, it still scared me. And, um, you know, and just from there, you know, with the other, like, the classic Universal Monsters, Frankenstein, Dracula, all that stuff I used to watch growing up, you know, and Freddy Krueger, all that right. So, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of wild to be a part of something so big, yeah. you know, such as The Walking Dead and some of these other films that I've been in, like The Road, The Crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. Is there anything that scares you? Anything that scares me. I mean, it could be butterflies, or it could be a movie, or... No, not really. Growing up, I was scared of Freddy Krueger. I would actually, after watching that, I would actually have nightmares. Right. So, but uh, other than that, growing up, um, you know, no. Just Freddy Krueger. And are you doing anything else that you're working on, or anything coming next out? Year, next year will be uh, coming out the new Night of the Living Dead, which that? I'll be the cowboy zombie oh, in yeah. it. And then I have uh, James Franco's Child of God, which I'm in. Okay. And it's based on a book by Cormac McCarthy, the oh, yeah, raid, which doing. I was in. Right. Yeah. And uh, Killing Lincoln, which is a National Geographic TV oh, movie. Right. Which is uh, Yeah, he's going to be the narrator. And Bill O'Reilly wrote the book for right. him. I play George Robinson, which is a stunt acting role. Right. So. Do you sleep? Do you? <laughs> yeah. Well, the last person that we have to chat uh, about, and I guess share the interview with, is what Irony Singleton who uh, really developed into an iconic role in Walking Dead that kind of came to a head here in season three. Season three, right? Um, and uh, tell us a little bit about this interview with Irony, and uh, Jay, if you want to throw in some commentary on his role in Walking Dead, that'd be great. Uh, Irony's character, T-Dog, started out really strong, and it almost felt like the, the writers forgot about him for several episodes. He just kind of stood there and nodded or shook his head. But toward the end, they they started writing quality material for him, which just makes it a little bit sad how the rest of the season progressed for him. I was really warming up to him, and he, he was a great guy to talk with. He approached our table, asked us about what we were doing, and then he, he just kind of wandered off and carried a lot of uh, a lot of people with him. He had an on, a, a, a guest entourage with you with him, if, if for lack of a better word. Right, right. So a lot was- of people... Go ahead. Uh, it was kind of magnetic, too, because as he walked around, he just kind of picked up floaters. as So it that's, just kept bigger as he kept walking around. That's a much better way of putting it. Thank you, Em. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how was it chatting with him, Em? It was great. It was really great. He talked about the fun, how much fun it was being in the show. He talked about some of the other stuff he did. He talked about it, just like everyone else, with a genuine just love of of all of it. Like he could just soak in this character until he got pruny and still would stay soaking in it just with a, with a passion. And that came across really well. He, he came around the table and he shook everyone's hands and he hugged, hugged everyone. And I, from my, my limited con experience, your interaction with a talent is usually between 24 to 36 inches of table. These people were really, it was with, you know, they're 12 inches away. They come and they talk to you. They come and they hug you. They take a picture. Oh, sure. Another picture. Sure. I'll sign that. He, he was, he was memorable to me because he was just so warm and, and accommodating and that big, big smile that I can sum it all up into one word, hubba. (laughs) He was dreamy. I'm not going to lie. He was a little dreamy. But I, you know, once <laughs> once I got all my girliness out of the way, it was really great talking to him. Yeah. So this uh, 
this interview happened in September, and uh, you know, Walking Dead had in season three, Walking Dead hadn't really, you know, even started yet, and right. he obviously had to know what was happening to his character this season. Wouldn't you say, Jay? I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we won't spoil it for M, who hasn't watched season three yet. You know, by now I should have, and so I I, I believe in the three week grace period. If you haven't seen it in three weeks, then. Suck it. Yeah, tough, Spoilers are going to happen. Tough noogies for you, right? The, the problem right. is if you're on Facebook or Tumblr, you basically sign an agreement saying, I, I want to be spoiled the next day. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or or even that night if you're on. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's share the uh, interview that we had with T-Dog. I like that name better. But uh, with T-Dog and Irony uh, Singleton and um, from Infect Scranton and Walking Dead. I just completed with Neb Campbell. That should come out within a couple of months. On uh, within a few months, what do you say? Oh my God, Neb! Like that? She's awesome. But you know what's funny is you're going to go to set and she's going, Oh, she's <laughs> <laughs> um, But no, the project is called Sworn to Silence, and I play a former Army veteran, Army Ranger veteran by the name of right. Glock Nichols. Um, and but he moves to a small town, a small Amish community in Ohio. And they, he and uh, Neff Campbell's character, about to track down a serial killer before he kills the entire army. Oh my gosh. So. I want to see it, like right now. When is it coming out? It's uh, within the next few months or right Oh my gosh. So was, I don't know for sure. You had me at serial killer. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, oh, so do you find that after your very intense role in this show, do people treat you differently than you knew? Are they like, well, I'm not going to mess with him because yeah, he's no, going to come to my. No, that was probably after my role in The Blind Oh, God, really? Maybe. Yeah, that character right there, that was the one. But this one, they think I'm a pretty, they think T-Dog's a pretty nice, compassionate well, type guy. Gets. The um, the cut. And then the <laughs> craziness takes over. He gets delusional. Right. 
So that stuff happens in life, you know. <laughs> but T Dog is he's he's better now. So he's talking with some some sense. Right. <laughs> he's found his happy place. Yes, he's found his happy place. <laughs> Just happens to have weapons and Even in, Right. Exactly. All right, well thank you so much. It was so nice to be here. Well, thanks, guys, for sharing those interviews from The Walking Dead, some really good interviews, and hope you guys at the Sci-Fi Diner enjoyed them. And uh, let's go ahead and just wrap up this part of the show. And uh, to do that, why don't we get a little stats where people can maybe find out a little bit more about you and maybe infect Scranton if we can point them to that website as well. And why don't you start? Tell us a little bit about where people can find you, if you want to be found, that is, and how people can support <laughs> you. I know that you are riding bike for a cause. If you want to tell us a little bit about that, that'd be great, too. Yes. So you can learn a little bit more about me at mjustm.com, because it really is just the letter M. I know. Funny, right? <laughs> um, way to brand myself. And um, you can find out. Um, about my the charity I support, which is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And I do 100-mile bike rides all in one day, yeah, um, For and raise money for cancer because my flux capacitor is not working, so I can't go in the future and find a cure. And I'm um, not going back to college for a biochem master's. So this is what I can do. I can ride a bike and I can bug people for cash. And it's a charity that I've been a part of for eight years. And then uh, just this past November, my father was diagnosed with chronic myelomonocytic uh, leukemia. Mm. So it just seemed kind of, okay, I'm going to keep going. Right. They're going to keep going. Dad's going to try and keep going. So that's that's it. And then for the voice acting stuff, you can hear me on this really great show written by this totally cool dude um, called HG World. Um, you can hear me on a couple of shows. Uh, I'm not. You know what? It's all on the website. I'm not going to be a big giant shill my stuff. Well, yeah, I am. So on Pendit.com, Darker Projects, Broken Seas, and then a super double secret project that I can't wait for. But I'm not going to tell you about it. Yes. Yes. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay so, tuned. Yeah. Um, and so, Jay, how about you? Uh, HG World can be found at goodmorningsurvivors.com. We've got a Facebook uh, group where if you want to interact with us, that's probably the best place for it. Todd Rage, one of our characters, appears on Twitter under HG underscore world. And we should have new episodes coming out. Uh, within the next month or so, but there is literally hundreds of hours of entertainment free of charge from our website. You can subscribe on iTunes, Zune, or any other fine podcatcher service. Yeah, awesome. And uh, how about Infect Scranton? If you want to find out more about Infect Scranton, where can they find that? Infectscranton.com is the best place for it. You'll learn a lot about the guests who were there last year. There was a, a charity obstacle course a zombie run which was fantastic i think they're going to try and do that again this year uh so get your uh get your registration in early and check out the cool stuff that happened there last year because it's only going to be better this year yeah awesome well thanks guys for coming on the podcast and kind of sharing some of the interviews that you guys did at effects grant and sharing about effects grant we appreciate it